This is Simple Roots Radio, episode number 96, and today we're continuing with the Mindset Series, and we're talking all about killing your spider. Welcome to Simple Roots Radio with Alexa Sherm. Alexa believes that simplicity in life is the key to achieving true and lasting health. And now your host, Alexa Sherm. Welcome back to this podcast. I'm your host, Alexa, and this is the place to get healthy, live happy, and find joy. Yes? That's my mission with this podcast is to help you break free of the traps and the lies, comparison and confusion, and step into what it really means to live with health. Yes, that means to live with health rather than for it. So today on the show, I have a guest who I've been a longtime follower of and sincerely love everything he puts out. It's been fun to watch him transition into his latest book, which was a perfect fit for today's show. Today's guest is Carlos Whitaker, author, speaker, podcaster, basically all the things. He has published two books, one called The Moment Maker, which I think is one of the best books on living in the present moment, and the book we're going to talk about today called Kill the Spider. I'm going to be asking Carlos about his journey with anxiety and overcoming his mindset, how we can find the spider in our own lives, and more importantly, how can we kill it? Carlos is so much fun, and I know this show is guaranteed to be amazing, so stay tuned. But before we get into today's show, I do want to tell you about a new line of skincare I found and love. It's called Banish, and they're the sponsor of today's show. Banish is an all-natural skincare brand that is focused on fading scarring and acne scars. It was actually created by a lady named Daisy who had acne and scarring since the third grade. Acne products weren't working for her, and as she researched more natural options, she discovered that reducing inflammatory-causing agents and using natural ingredients worked for her. So she wanted to share what she did and the dramatic results others have had by creating Banish. It's a line of products that gets to the root of the problem, not just cover them up temporarily. You know, this was the selling point for me, because I love going to the root. So how does it work? The core product is the Banish Kit, which comes with a banisher and banish oil. The banisher is based on collagen induction therapy. If we look at the skin, we know it's made mostly of collagen, but as we age, the ability of skin to renew itself decreases. So the banisher helps by creating microscopic holes in the skin, which tricks the skin into thinking it's injured. Therefore, the skin will go into repair mode and make new collagen. Together with the banish oil, it will stimulate production of collagen and elastin fibers, working to banish scarring and rejuvenate and revitalize the skin even if you have no scarring at all. The banish oil is basically vitamin C serum containing L-ascorbic acid, the most potent form of vitamin C. Together, it helps fade the look of fine lines, uneven textures, hyperpigmentation, or scarring without any downtime. I personally started using the banish system about a month ago. I'll be honest, I didn't struggle with acne, and scarring on my face was just not an issue. However, I do have a very uneven skin tone and have found that the Banish Kit has made my skin even more vibrant and healthy. Not to mention, it just feels good overall. I have to say, I haven't been much of a skincare girl, but have been reading about vitamin C and this product really combines what I know and believe about collagen, vitamin C, and the health of your skin into one product that gets results. You have to check out their Instagram page because... The before and after pictures are pretty remarkable, and you can find more of them on their website at www.banish.com. It's definitely an innovative system that is easy to use with quick results. My skin, honestly, has never felt better. 
And it's definitely something I'm going to stay up to date on, especially because collagen, hello, you know I love that. The good news is the ingredients are all natural and plant-based, plus there's a 30-day money-back guarantee, which means if you don't love it, you don't have to keep it. You know, it's all good when it comes with the guarantee. Make sure you check out the Banish Kit at Banish.com and use the code SIMPLEROOTS, which is all one word, for $10 off your Banish purchase. Seriously, check it out. I'll be sharing more videos on my new IGTV channel. Yes, I have an IGTV channel, so make sure you head on over there. You can find me at Alexa Sherm and get all of my videos as well as how to use the Banish Kit. So head on over there. I'll be sharing that this week. But for now, let's head back to the show and welcome Carlos Whitaker. Welcome to the show, Carlos. I'm so excited to have you on the show. I'm so excited to be here. Let's just be honest. This has been a long time coming. We, we've been trying to do this for we a long have. time. We have, yeah. I've wanted you on the show for a long time, and I've been the speaky wheel, and we finally got our schedules to align that you could be on this show. I know. And I have to say, uh, I just told you this before, but we've been longtime followers of you, and I would really recommend anyone who's listening to, to go follow you on um, social media and check out your books <laughs> because... Like I said, we're, we're like groupies over here. We followed you since you adopted your oh. son, which how old is he now? I mean, I mean, Lasaya is 12 years yeah, old okay, now. Okay, so, so a while. <laughs> we got, we got him at, yeah, we got him at, at, at nine months. So we've been friends a long time, you and I. We just it's haven't known true. It. It's true, yeah. <laughs> okay, so today I wanted you to, to come on the show because this summer I'm doing a whole series on mental health. And I really just believe that we can talk about health all day long, right? We can talk about how to lose weight and how to eat well and exercise. And there's nothing wrong with that. But at the end of the day, I think to get to a lasting health, we have to have some joy in it. We have to have some excitement, some desire to do it. And I think without the right yeah. mindset, I mean, that that's never going to happen. And and I think we both believe that the right mindset has to come from a healthy spiritual life as well. And, and we're going to talk all about that today. But I really sure. want to hit this stuff hard because I think this is a huge picture that so many people in the health world are missing. And and you know all too well because you've had your own health journey and you do um, the health program. Yeah. Is it Fit by First? Yeah, yeah Fit yeah. by First. Yep. I just, I'm just i just finishing another round tomorrow. Yeah. Well, so. I'll have to link that up so people can get on board with that. But yeah, I mean, I think it's all yeah. this. And you just recently released a book. Well, it's probably not so recent now, but this year called Kill the Spider. And yeah. it is so good. And yep. I just want you to kind of share your journey with how you came upon maybe having or understanding that maybe you had some anxiety going on. You had this spider in your life. Yeah. And and what that looked like in your own life. Just I know it's in the book, but just a quick kind of your story about that. Yeah, you know, um, gosh, I mean, f- first of all, like – Thanks for having me on, and I'm I'm super I'm super excited to talk about this stuff all the time. Especially, you know, these days, anxiety and depression and mental illness is definitely an epidemic. It's it's hit epidemic proportions to where, you know, I look at I look at my grandparents' generation, and it's just not something that they struggled with in the masses like we do. And I just think that we've gotten to a space where life is moving so fast and we are digesting so much information and so much content and so much, everything is just so much. It's just overwhelming mm-hmm. everybody. And so, I mean, I heard a statistic the other day that, um, that I, I think it's 30% of, of the United States of America is like clinically diagnosed with a mental illness, with anxiety or depression, 30%. And, and that's just, that's just the people that, are diagnosed, right? That, that's not so. Yeah, like we're right, probably right. looking at more like fifty percent of our population. 
struggles with this. And so, mm-hmm. you know, for me, this all came about, I mean, and this was a while ago. This was, gosh, I, about 15 years ago. Um, yeah, it was 15 years ago. I was on staff at a church in California. And now, you know, 15 years ago, we're talking pre-social media, you know, pre, I mean, this was just, I was running and gunning. Um, right. I was, I was a, work, a music guy and I was working at church and I, I'll never forget. I got on, on, on stage and I was, I was in the middle of a, a set singing a couple songs for the church. And, um, there were a few hundred people in front of me. And I just remember my heart starting to pound and to beat out of my chest. And I didn't know why. And then I started getting dizzy. And then I thought, honestly, I thought I was having a heart attack. So like in the middle of the service, they stopped the service and called for a doctor. The doctor came up and he took my blood pressure and everything. And he asked me a couple questions and he's like, well, good news is you're not having a heart attack. And I was like, okay, that's good. He's like, the bad news is I think you're having a panic attack. And I was like, what's a, what's a panic mm-hmm. attack? Um, that's, you know, that's, um, that's not, that, that's something crazy people have. He's like, no, no, no. you know, he, he's right. like, no, you, you are. And so sure enough, um, I, I was, I basically was homebound for weeks after this. Like I, I would try to, mm-hmm. I would try to leave my house to go back to work and halfway down the driveway, my heart would start racing. I'd start sweating. I'd start getting dizzy and I couldn't, I'd go back up and somehow I, something had snapped in me and, and my serotonin levels went berserk. And so that was the, probably the first time that I really dealt with panic. Now, when I look back at my life, even before that, I was a very anxious child. I was, I I worried a lot. Um, I spent a lot of time worrying and I know that a lot of that led up to what was going on with anxiety. But at the end of the day, that began a, began a journey for me. And, um, that, that was a space where I started saying, you know what, it, it can't just be me. Like everyone I went to was like, you just need to pray harder. You just need to, you know, believe in God more. You just need to, and it'll go away. And I would try those things and it wouldn't work. And I'd try those things and it wouldn't work. And I started thinking, you know, the more and more I shared, the more and more people would secretly come to me and go, oh my gosh, I struggle with that too. I struggle with that too. And then I was like, you know what, I'm going to, I, I'm, I'm going to go, go ahead and elevate this on my platform to let people know that um, if you're struggling with this, you're not crazy. And, and, and it's okay. And we can figure this out. And so I spent honestly third time, I mean, gosh, I was 15, 15 years ago, 13 years of my life kind of being the, being a spokesperson for you can handle your anxiety. Um, and then, mm-hmm. and then about a year and a half ago, maybe a year ago, I came to the place where I said, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of tired of, I, when, when I read the Bible and I read kind of um, what what really were we were meant to live for? I realized maybe we weren't necessarily even built to just live with anxiety. What if we could actually be healed of it? Like, and for a guy like mm-hmm. me who was like this, the poster child of be strong and 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 you know push through it to say something like that and to go on this journey to do that. And then I went on a journey, Alexa, and I went on a journey. And I have been, I mean, honestly, God. I, after 15 years, I stopped taking Paxil a year ago. I'm off my medication. I no longer suffer with panic attacks. I no longer struggle with these things that I struggled with for 15 years telling people you you can you know push your way through it when at the end of the day, it actually had nothing to do with my own strength and getting through it. And now I'm healed and I'm free. And now my, my you know, where it's it kind of sounds the same, hey, you can um, make it through your anxiety. But the truth is, is not only can you can you get through it, but you can be healed of it. And so mm-hmm. that's the new space I'm kind of standing in. And I'm trying to shout from every rooftop to everybody saying, Hey, th- there's actually freedom that's available for you. Right. And I want to dig into that freedom because like you said, I feel like we are a generation and a people who thinks that we should just push harder and work harder and kind of s- try to, you know, 
suppress it, try yeah. to push it down, pretend like these things aren't happening. And it's in the diet world. It's everywhere. It's just, just keep fighting. And at the end of the day, what what's the fight for? Right. You know, and I, and, and so how did you come to this place of absolute healing? Like, what was that journey? Well, okay. So, um, I mean, there's, I mean, we could talk for hours and hours and right. obviously that there was, there was, you know, there, there's been all sorts of things in my life that have happened for, you know, v- massive struggles, um, massive pain, massive trauma in my life the last, the last 15 years. And all of those things kind of, kind of get really melded together when, it, when it comes to the point that, um, I, I realized that, and this is what my therapist told me. He said, Carlos, you keep rubbing crap on my blessings and basically mm-hmm. what he said, but that, that, that's what, mm-hmm. um, that's what he said. You, you keep, you keep messing up the blessings in your life and we have to find out why that is. Um, every time something good happens in your life, you find a way to screw it up. And so you got to dig and figure that out. So he said, I think you need to go to this place called onsite workshops. So I said, okay, what's onsite? He said, well, it's a, um, it's a seven day experiential retreat. Um, and so all I heard was that sounds like rehab and I'm not going to go like, like right. who in the, the right mind would want to go to this place for seven days. Uh, you turn in your phone and, um, you stay there and it's seven days of therapy. And I just, you know, I, I didn't really want to do it, but sure enough, fast forward a few weeks later, after you told me that I find myself on my way to this place to go figure out why I'm rubbing crap on my blessings. And, um, and so, um, I'm on my way and this is you know, all of this leads up to this really pivotal moment for me. Um, which is really the crux of my of my newest book, this story that my dad told me. So I'm on my way to therapy, and um, my my wife and kids are in the car, and so I decided to call my dad because you know I, he, I'm not gonna be able to talk to him for seven days. They take your phones. There's no TV. There's no connection to the outside world. So I called him and I said, "Hey, Dad, um, I keep meaning to tell you, but I'm actually gonna be off the grid for a week, and I needed you to know." And he goes, "Well, you know, Carlitos, why why are you not gonna have your phone?" And I, I was like, oh, dad, I'm going to, and I didn't want to call it therapy because I didn't want my dad to freak out. So I was like, I'm going on a retreat, you know? And uh, my dad's like, oh, okay, you know, t- tell me about the retreat. And I said, well, I'm, why I'm going is my therapist tells me that I keep rubbing bleep on my blessings. Yeah. And so my dad goes, oh, Carlos, I know why you rub crap on your blessings. <laughs> and so I, I started laughing and I was like, wait, dad, like why in the world did you wait? Until <laughs> right. On my me, way. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. You, you could have saved me 15 years of trauma. So I said, tell, tell me, Dad, why do I do it? He goes, well, let me tell you a story. And I was like, oh, Dad, I don't, I don't have time for a story. I'm, I'm 15 minutes away. I got to say bye to Heather and the kids. He's like, no, no, just listen. So my dad goes in and tells me, just tells me this story. When he was a, a young evangelist in the country of Panama, that's where he's from, he said he was preaching one of his very first revivals. And during the altar call at the end of the revival, on the first night of three nights of the revival, um, he said that this old woman came forward, and her name was Miss Ramirez. And that Ms. Ramirez looked at him and said, can you please pray that God would clean the cobwebs from my life? So my dad said, Carlitos, I prayed that the Lord would clean the cobwebs from Ms. Ramirez's life. I said, okay, dad, can you get to the point? He goes, now listen, the next night of the revival, Ms. Ramirez, during the invitation, came forward again. And I thought I was sure she was going to tell me he did it. He cleaned the cobwebs from my life. But instead, she asked me to pray again and to pray harder that the Lord would clean the cobwebs from her life. And my dad was like, well, it's not a matter of praying harder, but I'll go ahead and pray again. So my dad said he prayed again that the Lord would clean the cobwebs from Mr. Amina's life. Well, sure enough, my dad said the third night of the revival, she came forward and asked one more time that he would pray that God would clean the cobwebs from her life. And my dad said he actually looked her in the eyes and said, no, we've been praying the wrong prayer. Instead of praying, he cleans the cobweb. Tonight, we're going to pray that God kills the spider. Mm -hmm. And 
Alexa, I when he said that, like I literally got chills throughout my body because I knew why he was telling me the story now. Mm-hmm. Because I I was a professional cobweb, mm-hmm. like I I spent 15 years of my life looking at the pain and trauma in my life and simply cleaning the cobwebs. And what my dad told me on that car ride was, I can't go to this place and simply try to clean the cobwebs. I have to find the spider, which is the source, right, of the cobwebs and kill it. And so, you know, I went to this place. Um, it was great. Um, and, and to be honest with you, I didn't kill my spider there. Like therapy is great. I'm a big believer in therapy. Therapy, I think you can identify the spider. I think you can locate your spider in therapy. I think you can even corner your spider in therapy. And I'll tell you in a minute what I define a spider in a cobweb. But honestly, like you're, you can't in a therapist chair, mm-hmm. kill your spider that you're going to have to roll up your and do that on your own. Um, and so, so in my book, that's what I help people do is I help people identify, locate and corner their spiders, whatever it may be. Uh, and then finally, finally kill it. And so that, that was kind of, um, when I realized, wow, like this is, this is something I've been doing forever. I've actually been helping people clean their cobwebs. That's right. all I've been doing instead of helping people kill their spider. And mm-hmm. wow, my paradigm shifted, the conversation shifted, my, everything I was writing and the content I was delivering shifted. And suddenly now I'm delivering content that brings people towards freedom as opposed to, you know, just getting them by. Mm-hmm. Right. And I feel like it's a, it's a never ending battle. You know, like if you feel like you're in that place where you can't ever get ahead or catch your breath or you're just barely yeah. making it, you know, like that, that's typical cobweb cleaning. And I, I mean, I've been a verdict of it, but okay. So go back and like clarify what are some examples of cobwebs in someone's life and, and what's the difference between their cobwebs and their spider? Absolutely. So, um, in my book, kill the spider, I define a spider. So let's just start with the spider. Mm -hmm. I define a spider as an agreement you have made with a lie. So let me say that again, a spider Everybody, anybody that's listening to this podcast right now has a spider, if not a whole threshold and doesn't, <laughs> we all, okay. okay, so we all have agreements with lies that we've made. And these lies therefore dictate behaviors in our lives. So that's a spider. A spider is an agreement you've made with a lie. A cobweb, on the other hand, this is where we spend 99% of our time cleaning cobwebs. A cobweb is a medicator that brings false comfort to that lie, Okay. So a cobweb is a medicator that brings false comfort to the spider. And so what we do, it's, you know, who in the world wants to go on a journey to find out lies they believe about themselves and fix that? That takes hard work. The easy stuff, on the other hand, is is fixing the medicators, right? And so the symptom management. So if you go down Barnes and if you go to Barnes and Nobles or Amazon and you really, if you type type up self-help books or you walk down the self-help aisle, I'm going to say the majority of those books are going to help you clean the cobwebs. It's the cobweb cleaning right. aisle. It's five steps mm-hmm. to a better marriage, seven steps to healthier finances, six steps to losing weight, four steps to stop looking at pornography. Five, like mm-hmm. all of those, all of those things, although beneficial for a moment, are never going to get rid of the spider that's spinning those cobwebs. See, mm-hmm. we, we we have to look at cobwebs. Uh, so l- let's just define a few cobwebs. I mean, and I mentioned some of them right now. The big hairy, the big ugly. Nasty cobwebs. Those, you know, those are what alcohol, right? Um, pornography, mm-hmm. maybe um, obesity, maybe, maybe some of these things that, that are blatantly obvious to the world when you're walking around in life. And so that's why those are the ones that you want to clean because you don't want anybody to see you um, struggling with these things. And so <clears throat> if you can just clean those things, you know, if I can just maybe throw the alcohol away in my house, maybe put a pornography blocker on my laptop, 
you know, oh, maybe go on a diet and lose 100 pounds. To be honest with you, like all those things, although they're bene- beneficial for the moment, they're never going to bring right. you last. They're never ever going to bring you lasting freedom. Mm-hmm. That's just cleaning the cobwebs. What you have to do is you got to get past that and find out, okay, what's the lie I believe about myself that is, that is, that I'm medicating by drinking, by, that I'm mm-hmm. medicating by pornography, that I'm medicating by overeating. When you get to those lies and when you kill those, those things, oh my gosh, now everything changes, right? Now you don't have to go on diets anymore. Now you don't have to, you know, now you're just living a healthy, full life. And so, you know, I don't, I don't want to, you know, the people that are th- listening to this right now thinking, well, I don't struggle with those big, ugly ones. Well, listen, we can touch everybody here. We've got cobwebs that aren't that, that aren't that, um, that ugly, right? So how about, you know, social media? I mean, that's a massive cobweb that a lot of people right. have the, this, the massive case of FOMOs, right? You're just the fear of missing out. You're watching somebody's, somebody else's life on Instagram and, you know, and you're watching them with this desire to somehow lift your life to the point of what their life looks like. So the cobweb is, oh, you know what? I'm, I'm really jealous when I'm on social media. So I'm just going to delete Instagram off my phone. Well, mm-hmm. here's, here's the deal. That's not killing the spider. Right. That's just, that's just cleaning the cobweb. You have to get to the root of why is it you believe the lie that your life and your identity is for some reason worth likes and comments on a post. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I say that and it sounds so silly coming out of my mouth, but how many people like are, are their emotions are completely swayed on a daily basis because of these things, right? And so right. there's one, what about like, like the, the Pinterest house warriors, right? People that like <laughs> want their, their houses when people come over to look beautiful and throw these amazing parties. And you know, you would never think that that could be a cobweb. You would never think that, that but truth be told, so many people believe that if their house doesn't look perfect, if they don't throw these parties with the most incredible decorations, well then, so for, they believe that people will stop hanging out with them. They believe that that their worth is somehow based on people coming and complimenting the way they live. Let's talk about the corner office people. You believe that you know for you know some reason if you work your way up and you finally get your name played on the corner office that that is somehow going to be fulfilling. Well, mm-hmm. no. That's just a cobweb. Again, you've got to find out why your identity is being based on a title as opposed to what it should be based with. So those are just some examples of commons or, or cobwebs, common cobwebs. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and again, it's, it's really easy to identify those. If you're having a hard time identifying kind of the medicators in your life, that I tell people all the time, then just ask your family. Like they'll tell you right. in a heartbeat what you medicate with, you know? And it doesn't have to be something nasty. Uh, some people, you know, medicate with things that, that, that are healthy for most people. You know, like if somebody, golf, for instance, like that's not bad inherently, but if you're playing golf to get away from your family because your family life is bad and so now you're just medicating with that, well, now it's become a cobweb. So mm-hmm. what is the thing that you medicate with? Look at that and then that's going to be your starting point of finding your life. Right, right. And it's so, I feel like society has made it so easy to be like spider sanctuaries. Like they believe, like there's all these false lies that are coming in. And, and so in some cases it's easier to believe the lies over the truth or sorting through what's a lie and what is truth. Like, do you have any suggestions for how you can sort through this is a lie, this is a truth? Yeah. So, um, here, here's, I mean, at the end of the day, and I actually, I just heard this the other day. If, if there's a thought that comes into your mind and it brings you hope, okay, mm-hmm. it, that is actually supposed to exist there. If there is a thought that comes into your mind that does the opposite of bring you hope, that is a lie. There, there mm-hmm. it is. I mean, just, just like that. So like, 
Oh, yeah, it's a super know, simple way. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just a super simple way. I mean, the things people say, oh, you know, I'm never going to get that job. Oh, you know, like I'm never going to lose the weight. Oh, you know, I, I can never, the, the, the power of our words, the things that we speak over our lives, there is such massive power mm-hmm. when we speak those things. So instead, instead, as you start hearing these things, and you will, as, as, as I promise you, when you stop listening to this podcast, you're going to start hearing people around you say some some things that are opposite of of hope giving, and you're going to say, no, those are lies. Like, so you've got to now. Th- those are the kind of the the easy common lies that we're um, talking about on a daily basis because these spiders don't have to be these deep traumatic pain 15 years ago, you know, moments. They they can be birthed normally. Now, mm-hmm. if you are going to um, go for finding out the lies that are way, way back, okay, way back on your journey, those those deep-seated lies that have been at least one or two lies that have been causing you to medicate your entire life, and you're actually like, I, Carlos, I don't I don't know what those are. You know, now th- this is where your faith comes in. This is where I, you know, I have, after 15 years of dealing with anxiety and depression and taking medication, I found freedom because not only did I identify the spider locate and corner it, but I was able to kill it because I use my faith now as a a way to find and to actually hear and ask questions and pray and hear from God as to where, um, where the lies are. And so, you know, really, I mean, the next step um, is, and this is where, you know, you, it's going to, it takes practice. But what I tell people all the time, especially people that are new kind of into the faith world, well, I don't know what it means to hear from God. Like, what does he sound like? Right. You know, Moses, Charles Heston, like, does he speak in your dreams? Like all these things. And so really the main thing you've got to learn is, is, is really simply how to have, how to have like conversation. What, what prayer is really supposed to be like, and prayer is supposed to be a, a conversation. It's not supposed to be a speech. And so, you know, at the end of everybody's day, there's moments where even if you're an agnostic or whatever it may be, there's there's moments where everyone's like, gosh, they're whispering prayers out, hoping that something in the cosmic world is hearing them and hoping for an answer. And the great news is is not only can you throw things out there, but answers can come mm-hmm. back. Right, right. I like that a lot. And and when you talk about this faith journey, I, I think in the book, something that really stuck out to me was your story. And I, I don't want to dig into this because I think this is a great story to get in and read. I mean, I don't want to share the whole story, but sure. um, yeah. was you had a moment where you questioned if God was even real. You know, like you had a moment of like, yeah. what does he mean? And and I think that was something that I was like, whoa, like I was so relieved yeah. to hear someone say that because I feel like there's such a, yeah. a, a again, a lie of, gosh, if you even speak yeah. those words, there's so much shame, you know, like, But at the same time, I feel like without ever asking that question to ourselves, can we ever get to a place? Like, what if that is the healthiest thing that we could do is get ourselves to a place of asking, is my God real? You know? And, and, and I think that so many of us maybe can't even get beyond healing. Like we say all the time. And I I was in this boat until I read this. This is the part that I, I, I probably listened to a dozen times. I didn't even read it. I listened to you on an audio book. Um, (laughs) But it was like one of those things that I'd never really thought about, but I struggled, you know, like I struggled to want to know God, like I struggled to believe that he would ever heal me. And I feel like once I started to be like, do I believe it? Like just kind of sorting through it on my own. There was so much power in that alone. So can you explain just like briefly about that, um, of, of kind of sorting through, how do you find out how powerful this God is? Yeah. Well, now, are you talking about in the book when I was like in the labyrinth and I was having this moment of like kind of 
putting away all the things I ever believed about God and then none of them stuck. Yeah. Were you on a hike? Were you? Yes. 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 I was on a, yep. Yeah. That was it. That was it. Yeah. You know, and so like I, I had a moment and again, the, the book is kind of an arc. It, it, it takes the story arc of really two story arcs. And one story arc is my seven days at this exper- experiential therapy center. And so actually one of, one of the, one of the days I was there, I really did. Like I lost all facets of my faith. Like I, I suddenly, like I grew up in this very religious home and I listened to a lot of sermons and I knew all the songs and I knew all the Bible stories. But suddenly when I, when push came to shove, I realized, do I really believe this stuff or am I just kind of along this religious mm-hmm. ride just because I live in the South and, you know, my dad told me it was true. Like, do I really believe this stuff? And suddenly I, I came to this crisis in my faith where I was like, I, I have to get to the space where I really believe this because here's the thing. And this is what you were talking about, asking some of those scary questions to God, like, you know, okay, God, because um, at the end of the day, you know, everybody that say, you know, that says they believe in God, God or Jesus, um, they have to do some, some re- real digging right. and the, the digging involves, okay, I say, I believe this, but when push comes to shove, if you really think about say the gospels and you really think about, um, the crucifixion and just things like that, right. The things that Christians hold close to their faith, it is crazy right. and absolutely mind blowing to even believe that. Right. It, and so, and, but so many people nonchalantly just say, I'm a Christian. Well, what you're saying is I'm, if you don't believe this, I'm, I'm crazy to you. Like I'm crazy to you that to, to say that there was a human being that died and then three days later after he was dead, he got up, somehow rolled this thing away. And now he is uh, in heaven and with me through the Holy Spirit. I mean, it's all of it's crazy. And, and that's when I started like going, wow, like if I'm really going to believe this, if I'm really going to say that I'm a Christian, I have to, I, I, I can't just tuck God away into this tiny little morsel of like, oh, I can be a Christian every once in a while and pull it out of my pocket. No, like if I'm going to believe this, I can't just do it a percentage. Right. I have to go all in or else, or else it's a waste. Mm-hmm. It really is. Like it's a farce. Like who would want to do that? So that's when I started saying, okay, if I do believe this, if I really believe in this resurrected Jesus and a God that can talk to us and, and through our prayers and, you know, then I need to start being bold in what I'm asking. And I need to start being bold in what I'm praying. And that my friend is when I got bold enough to start praying for true healing of anxiety anxiety in my life. And what's crazy is I spent 15 years of my life doing the best I could on my own strength. I, I, I took my Paxil. Um, I, I exercised, I ate right. I, I did things to, to really heal about as much as I could with my own strength. But I never one time, I, I, I honestly don't believe that I ever one time in 15 years said, Jesus, can you please heal me mm-hmm. 100% of my anxiety. But now why, why, why didn't I pray that? Well, I'll tell you why I didn't pray that because what if it didn't happen? Right. Like what if you pray it and it doesn't happen? Well then maybe this whole God thing isn't real. And maybe what I've based the last 25 years of my life on isn't true. So what most Christians do is they don't pray bold, specific prayers. They pay, pray very vague prayers that can maybe be covered by chance if something happened. But I'll tell you what, everything changes and healing completely happened in my life when I started getting specific with my my prayer journey and my faith walk. And oh my gosh, it's literally daily now. It, I mean, every single day, like I've become the guy that's just like, oh my gosh, you'll never believe what God <laughs> did yesterday. Oh my God, you'll never believe uh. this. Like it is all day, every day. As soon as you open yourself up to this, I'm telling you, everything changes. And so that, that's what I started to do. I started uh-huh. to get specific. And now I'm watching my kids get specific. Now I'm watching my friends around me. I had a friend of mine just call me today to tell me a story about Carlos. 
uh, I'll, I'll rewind. I don't know if we have time for all this, but I'm just going to tell you anyway. We, um, like, like two, oh, a week and a half ago, like I had, um, within, within one day, I lost about a month's worth of income, yes. like a uh-huh. month. And I was, I was freaking out and I was like, you know, and again, I've been on this kind of specific prayer journey for about a year now. And so, um, but to be honest, I, it, within one day I lost a month's worth of income and I was freaking out. So I was thinking in my, my head, okay, I'm going to blast my email list. I'm going to hustle. I can make back about half of that by hustling. And my son came up to me and he's like, well, dad, why don't you just ask God to provide back all the money you lost? Well, I didn't want to say it, but I was like, well, because I don't want to pray that. And then it, that not happened. You know, like the fear was keeping me from praying a specific prayer. And, and here's the thing, like I'm an author and a speaker, so I travel full time. Summer, like, which is when I lost this month's worth of income, nobody's booking for summer anymore, mm-hmm. right? Like everyone's booking me for the fall and for the winter. No, like, like summer dates are set. There's no conferences looking for speakers, but my son challenged me. So I did, I just prayed a simple prayer. I prayed, God, could you please provide me the exact income? Like, I just need it back. Amen. And honestly, like, I, I didn't believe it was going to happen. Like I was like, no one has called me to book me for the summer in months. Right. Like that, it's over. Well, here, here, here's where we get to specific prayers. I prayed that prayer. Didn't think twice about it that night. Now, again, again, if you're, if you're new to maybe you're not even, you know, a person of faith and you're listening to this podcast, this may fall into coincidence for you now, which is totally fine. But if you follow me long enough on social media, like Alexa has said, you'll realize that this stuff isn't coincidence. Right. Um, that night I get it. I get an Instagram direct message from a friend of mine that said, Hey man, I know this is probably impossible because I know you're booked and um, this is really soon, but is there any way that you can come and speak at this event? Um, this is what it pays. This Now listen, this was 12 hours right. after I prayed. Guess what happened? I got the exact amount back that I had prayed for. So I freak out. Everyone's asleep. And I'm like, oh, I'm like running around the house, jumping up and down. I'm like, I can't believe this. Is, it was, it almost kind of freaked me out. Like, uh-huh. seriously, this is crazy. Is Was this guy, does he have like a camera in my house? Is he like look, bugging me, listening? Like, how did he know to, you know, do this? Well, I know how he knew. But all, all that to say, the next morning, I wake my son up. We go fly fishing. I tell him the story. I said, Lil you asked me to pray a specific prayer. Guess what happened? I got the money back and he's like freaking out. So we're freaking out. Well, I get home from fishing. Sure enough, I get a text message from another person. Hey, Carlos, for the exact same month, can what are the chances? Right. What are the chances you can do this? And I was like, wait, what do you mean? Asking me the next weekend. <laughs> well, guess what? The amount of money that I lost in 24 hours, I got two times back, twice as much back. And what I was gonna do was not pray, roll up my sleeves and hustle and get half of what I was initially going right. to get, well, I ended up getting twice as much. That's what I'm talking uh-huh. about. That, that's the kind of stuff that we're scared to pray specific prayers because we're scared we're not going to get specific answers. Right. Um, but, but you will. And you just have to practice. Yeah. I love that story. You posted that on your stories, didn't you, on Instagram? Yes. See, I'm, it's actually I'm a diehard follower, Carlos. Yes. There's not many people. <laughs> you are. If you go to my Instagram uh, uh, like bio, like it's on my highlights. Oh, yeah. It's the first thing up there. So. If people want to go up there and watch it, I saved it up there so you can yeah. watch it. I love those stories because I think it, it just shows like, and I think there's probably a lot of people who are still listening and thinking, yeah, but that's you, you know, like, yeah, but you're closer yeah. to Jesus. But I think it's, yeah. we've been taught like in health and life and business and everything to walk this fine line. And all we yep. hear about is if you don't hustle, if you don't do this, if you don't yes. do that, oh, yeah. as opposed to just jumping all in and yes. and just being like, God, this is, this is your story. Like, this isn't for yep. us. And I think there's a huge yep. difference to that. But I think, again, it goes back to 
being able to ask those hard questions, not just playing this game of I'm just going to walk in the fence and, and really just yep, try yep. harder and not, not kind of ask anything and, yeah, you know, like totally. not ponder anything. But I want to yep. know. I mean, yeah, go for it. Yeah. Go for it. I was, I was just going to say, um, I mean, here's my challenge to people all the time is because I have a lot of people that follow me that aren't Christians. Right. And so I've had, I've had a, a few people say, you know, that they sent me direct messages and we had a great conversation. And I just said, hey, listen, like, like my, my only my only challenge to you is is um, say you believe in another God or whatever it is. Like, if you really believe, then pray those specific prayers to your God. Like, do it. Like, mm-hmm. really go for it. And if that's not working out for you, which which is fine, then then do it to mine. You know, like like mm-hmm. give it a shot. Just give it a shot. And so even if you are if you feel like you're a thousand miles away from even being able to like ask God anything. I would say give it a shot. Just give it a shot and watch what happens. Right. Yeah. That's totally a first Kings thing. I'll link up some of those yeah. passages in the Bible where people did yeah. that. And yeah, we're amazed by what God could do. Okay. I could talk to you all day about this stuff. Like I said, sure. I'm so passionate about this, but I just have a couple more questions. So yep. someone who's here and they recognize, yes, I have cobwebs. I've been finding it all along. Like what are the first like two or three steps that you could give someone in and saying like who wants to really go after this spider. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I'd say the first thing is to, to, to identify your cobwebs, right? Like we do have to know what our cobwebs are. So the first thing to do is to identify those cobwebs. And then the second thing I ask, I ask people to do is, is to really start to look back in your life at kind of the, um, what, what, what have been the long lasting cobwebs, right? The ones all the way back to your childhood, you know, was it, you know, is it, does it have to do with your weight? Um, does it have to do with, um, maybe your, um, if you were disobedient, you got in trouble a lot for a certain thing, like really start looking back. Right. And to journal, like the biggest thing to do is to journal, 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 like you're, cause you, as you start to remember, as you start to ask God, as you start to do you, um, I always tell people to not edit their thoughts. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of times, a lot of times people will, Oh, well, something will come up and they're like, Oh, no, that, that probably doesn't have anything to do with it. No, no, write that down. Don't edit it, write it down and start to really see a pattern in your life and what are some of the things that that maybe have been consistent for a long time and then when it comes to this spider i mean honestly this spider is it's going to take some work for some people it's going to take you know if you don't go to therapy it may take a therapist to help you uncover what this spider is like for me therapy was one of the most valuable things i could do because in my own strength like i just I, i needed there was such trauma in my life and how our brains work is when there's trauma, we we covered we cover that trauma up with something that's going to comfort it, okay? And that's the medicator, right? And so sometimes that that traumatic moment is so buried under such medication that it takes it takes help, like it takes somebody else sitting with you, talking you know talking you through it, whatever it may be. So therapy is another huge step that I tell people mm-hmm. uh, if they're having a hard time finding that spider. Um, but then honestly, like once you get to the spider, like once you have it. It, honestly, killing it's easy. I mean, it really is. Like, like I said, our words are so, so powerful. I mean, you find the lie, and this is what you do: you confess it, okay? Which means you just say it out loud. Like, like I confess this is a lie. This is not true about my life. And then you reject it, right? Mm-hmm. So you send it away with your words, and then you replace it with truth. And and so that that's really now again, this is all in my book. This is a really simplified way of saying it, but you confess the lie, you reject the lie, and you replace the lie with the truth about yourself. Once you start replacing that lie with the truth about yourself and living in that truth, I mean, it's mind blowing how everything shifts. You know, so like if it's weight you've been struggling with, if it's, you know, um, 
whatever it may be, don't just go on a diet. Okay. Before you do that again, find the lie and then actually replace that lie with, with, with the truth. And what's that truth going to be that actually you were, you were made to be healthy. You were, you know, you, you were created to, um, to look a certain way. I mean, get that image and some of this stuff, visualization. I mean, in, in, um, uh, the exercise industry and fitness industry, I mean, this is stuff that's been happening for a long time and people have gotten really good at visualizing things. But again, there, there's that, that caveat, that, that corner of the spiritual faith-based world that I, I believe that, you know, you're not going to be able to, um, to replace that lie with, with truth unless you know what God's truth is. Right. And once you know what God's truth is, at that point, that spider does. Yes. So good. Okay. Last question. What's the best yep. piece of advice you could leave us with? Oh, gosh. <laughs> That's the best piece of advice. Just to read your book because <laughs> it's all in there. <laughs> sure. No, no. I, I would say this. that The world I'm, I'm living in right now is is the best piece of advice I can really give anybody listening to this podcast is to slow down. Like, just slow down. Everything is getting faster. Technology is getting faster. Content is getting more. We are getting so overwhelmed with the speed of life. And people say all the time, oh my gosh, Carlos, like, life is speeding by me. Well, mm-hmm. the truth is we're actually speeding by life. So I think the first step, honestly, and this even helps people hear from God, is people say, well, Carlos, I can't hear from God. I've tried all your prayer things. And I say, well, why don't you take a look at your life? How fast are you moving? How loud is the volume of your life? When you lower the volume of your life, the volume of mm-hmm. God goes up. So slow mm-hmm. down, enter rest. What my wife and I love to teach people to are three things. Enter rest, enter hope, and enter wild. And the first step that you're going to take is to enter rest. And once you rest, and once you learn how to hit pause in your life, and you can slow things down, then kind of the volume of of, of God's going to go up. And once you do that, then you can get some hope in your life. And then you can move into this space really that we've been talking about for the last 20 minutes, which is really entering wild. It's, it's like that wild part of your faith where it's like, I never thought this could happen. I never thought God could speak. I never thought you know, and that's the kind of mind blowing place that most people of faith want to live, but are scared to live there. But you can't ever get there until you slow down enough um, and rest. And again, th- this is stuff that not only it helps spiritually, but it, rest helps physically. Right. You know, rest helps emotionally. It helps. It helps all the way. We're just not resting near as much. Right. Right. And it's again one of those things that we've been told not to do, but it's coming back around. So rest. I think so. I think so. Carlos, I thank you so much for being here. I'm going to link up your book, um, more information about this show in the show notes. And I really encourage everyone to head on over and grab it. Such a great book. You can read it so quickly. Um, I laughed. I cried. I did all the things inside of it. It's such a great book. So thank you so much for being here, Carlos, and sharing your wisdom. You're welcome. Thanks, guys, for having me. Carlos is amazing. I just can't express that enough. He's authentic. He's real. He's truth-filled. And he's just honest. And that's what I love so much about him. I hope you learned so much from today's show and that you're excited to dig in, to stop just clearing the cobwebs only for them to come back up and really learn what is that spider or what are those spiders in your life and how can you kill it for good? I know I've been working through this process and his book was a huge help in this journey. You have to check it out. Honestly, one of the fastest reads I've had in a long time. It's so engaging. It tells his story. It walks you through the process and you really just can't put it down. So to get his book, you can find it on Amazon. I'll be linking it up in the show notes. So if you just want to head on over there, you can find his latest book, Kill the Spider, his older book, 
Moment Maker, and everything else you wanted to know about Carlos in the show notes. Again, you can get to the show notes at simperiswellness.com backslash 096, and you can learn more about Carlos on his website, carloswhitaker.com. That's Carlos, then Whitaker, W-H-I-T-T-A-K-E-R.com. He also has an Instagram page, and he shares so many funny stories. So you're gonna wanna follow him there. Again, you can get all that information in the show notes, more about killing the spider, my own journey with it. You can read all of that there. Again, thank you so much for being here, for following along and staying on this journey of mindset health. I have that free download, which I'll also be linking up in the show notes that have been going along with the last few podcasts. If you haven't listened to the other podcasts in the Mindset series, you're gonna wanna go back a few and just start at the beginning and just start working yourself through this process because here's what I know about health. It's so much more than just what you eat and how much you move. It's an entire mindset game. And if we can get our mindset right, we can find health and that's lasting health. So this journey has been a lot of fun. I can't wait for more podcasts. I mean, we're not even really halfway there in our mindset series, so stay tuned. We have some other good shows coming up. But before we get back to the mindset series, there's another special bonus episode of your most embarrassing health questions answered coming out this Friday, so stay tuned for that. And as always, don't forget to leave a rating or review. If you love the show, if you have ideas for the show, just head on over let me know what is it that you love about Simple Roots Radio. To leave a rating and review, head on over to simplerootswellness.com backslash review or find me on iTunes at Simple Roots Radio. It literally takes two minutes out of your day. You only have to do it once and it means the world to me. This is how the show is made visible and findable by other people who wouldn't otherwise hear about it. So not only does it help me, but it helps a whole world of other people who are looking for health just like you and can join this community, this tribe of people who are looking for lasting health. So again, leave an honest rating and review at simperswellness.com backslash review or find me on iTunes. And don't forget to head on over to banish.com to check out their amazing products. And don't forget, you can use the code SIMPAROOTS, all one word, for $10 off your first order. Stay tuned for Friday for another embarrassing health question and then the following week for more in this mindset series. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for being here. Here's to finding your spider.